we're not a limousine. We're not a tangerine. Hey. We're not a whatever you want. We're not 97. Boo! See, that was sick. Come on. That's so bad. <laughs> That's so bad. Oh, yeah, by the way, yeah, you want to that. <laughs> Welcome back to Not 97 is the check-in where we sit down with artists featured on the show. Today's episode features rising genre-bending UK artist Willow Kane. We discuss her early career and introductions to making music, the city of Bristol and influences that came from growing up there, building a multi-sensory world for her music, and much more. If you're not familiar with Willow Kane, this is your chance to tap in. How you feeling? Good. I like it here. Yeah. This is such a sick spot. And New York is it. This is your first time in the city? Oh yeah. It's mate. I wanna move here. I'm not already. Yeah? Yeah. What have you time. been doing while you've been here? I've been in sessions with this guy Kid Culture, who's wicked. But I've been with him for like a week. And then chilling. Yeah. Industry shite, if you will. <laughs> Do you wanna um before we get into my questions, you wanna introduce yourself? Tell a little bit about where you come from and what you do. I'm Willow. I'm 20 years old. 10, 21 on the 21st of August. Uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, I make music, kind of dancey music, hip hop. It's everywhere. The influences, I'm lost, you know, in a good way. But i um, been making music for like three years, four years now. So it's been pretty sick. And yeah, and here we are. <laughs> and you're from Bristol. Yeah, originally. And around that area also. Um, and I think I've been to Bristol before. Is it? I've been once. Yeah, when I was in London, and my fr- a friend that uh, I worked with lived or uh, grew up in Bristol. And we went there. Bristol's lit. A lot of cool stuff has stemmed from Bristol as well, like the influence on jungle, trip hop, Banksy, Massive Attack. That's loads. Yeah, I want you to talk. I want to talk a little bit about Bristol because. So I was thinking about it earlier. I was like, you know. I know a little bit about Bristol and the scene. And earlier this season, we were one of the episodes that we had with this artist, Topaz Jones. We were talking about these artists. It was we, we called it like act like where you're from, like these artists that uh, sound like where they're from. And it was like an artist from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. It was like an artist from London and all over. And I was thinking about it because, like you said, your sound is very diverse. You know, you can't fit it into one genre and and. I personally, those are the artists that I'm most excited about. But I feel like that kind of represents Bristol, right? Yeah, I see that. It's, yeah, I think for sure. Loads of stuff has kind of stemmed from that. Right now, though, to be honest with you, it's very, drum and bass has kind of retaken over the UK. So I found when I was there, like still living in the area, I didn't really know who to do shows with. Yeah. It, so I'd be coming up to London every week, but I didn't really find what I was looking for. I was, I probably wasn't looking hard enough, to be honest, because there's talent coming out everywhere. But yeah, Stephanie goes for a lot of changes. Yeah. Bristol, for sure. And I feel like the, you know, the history and the influences of that city range. I mean, I think it's influenced like a ton of artists that go in a bunch of different directions. Definitely. But there are some legends living amongst the streets. Yeah, what are you what are your the Bristol artists that you came up on? Ronnie Size. Shout out Ronnie Size. Hope you're well. <laughs> um probably Porter's head. 
I just like, yeah, just, oh my God, to be honest, so many people are big influences from there. But everyone, man, but I probably should give the credit to my mum, to be honest with you. Yeah. For my music taste. I was a very strange child, paid off, paid off with the music. <laughs> you were a very strange child. Yeah, but I, well, I was as a child, but like my mum was just showing me a lot of cool stuff when I was young. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, it was weird being like eight, <laughs> being like, yeah, I love Keith Flint. Yeah, I'm sick. But now it's kind of <laughs> cool now, which is great. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to ask you, like, how how did you find music when you were younger? It was from your parents? Yeah. my Well, my dad's, bless Ivy, yeah, but <laughs> he loves a bit of shit house. Can I swear? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my mum my used to make music videos, so she... um. She's just got a good taste, to be honest with you. But, yeah, I I can see it. And now that I'm, like, a grown-up, if you will, I can see the influence it had, for sure. I think, you know, our parents listening to weird music, putting us onto weird music, uh, is always going to help us in the long run. I remember my dad was, like, playing Frank Zappa stuff for me when I was younger, and it was like, what is this? And now my music taste is so wide and it's because of, yeah, the weird shit that I, I think it's listening yeah, to. It's good to have him. Like, my sister's an opera singer. What? For real? It's just, yeah. So, there's music everywhere. And it all... Crazy. I might drop an opera track. I like that you mentioned, I mean, mentioning that, like, the drum and bass sound is kind of having a little resurgence in terms of, like, young artists and some of them, aside from you that we've played on Not 97, we played Nia Archives. Yeah. And then sick. we actually... Just played. I don't know if you have you heard of this band. They hate change. It's like two dudes from uh, from Tampa, from Florida. Yeah. That are making a very, you know, uh, drum and bass influenced, jungle influenced, hip hop, uh, electronic music. It's it's definitely on the weirder side, but like goes hard. Bro, I think it's crazy that it's now coming over now. Oh my, t- it's because people like Pink Panthers as well, like yeah. the internet kind of crowd bringing it up. I think it's so funny because Jungle and Jump, it's been around for like 30 years, like yeah. over 30 years. What and do you then, think, yeah, what do you think is influencing this little, you know, resurgence? Well, it's just doing it in the modern way, isn't it? Kind of, I think we're at a point now where I think it's time for a new like direction. And we gotta get rid of pop punk guys, seriously. <laughs> no, I'm joking, but it's just mad how. And also, I see comments on TikTok like, "What would you call this glitchcore yeah. fucking DVD music?" And it's like, "Jungle Babe." But yeah. yeah. So it's good that it's being spread everywhere, but um, yeah. No, I, I think it. you're right. People don't have a lot of kids don't know what the word for it is. Yeah. It's like, what is this hyper pop? Yeah. But now it is. It's like the hyper hyper jungle. Yeah. If you will, or like PC jungle. Oh, kind of like that PC jungle. Yeah. Yeah. It's and and I think you're right. Where it's like U.S. kids didn't necessarily grow up on that, uh, but a lot of British, UK, all over the world, there's more of that, uh, and so you have more of a reference for it. You're like, this is actually the music that it sounds like. Definitely. Do you know, I was listening to Know the Love Below, that Outcast album. There's a jungle record on that, and that came out in 2003. Yeah. So it's, it's, she's been hiding in yeah. places, but I guess now it's just, yeah, with the power of the internet, it's kind of spread everywhere. Sick. So you um, you started writing your own music. When did you start writing? Like a few years ago? 
Well, I used to, when I was younger, I used to love, <laughs> I used to love like poetry when I was a kid. Stop it. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, I basically, I always wanted to make music really, but I started actually writing songs when I was like 16 because I got a, a laptop, mm. like a Mac laptop, laptop, and it had GarageBand on it. And then on that, I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And this is when lo-fi hip hop was a thing. Yeah. And those beats are pretty bish bash bosh to make, mate. Rain sample, bomb, chop up a little, like, yeah. So my friend torrented, put the torrented logic onto my computer. Still use the same one to this day. And I just started messing around with, yeah, beats actually to begin with. And then I really wanted vocals on it, but I was like, I'm not going to get on it. I'm like, fuck that. Because, yeah. So the OG, the OG Willow stuff is with Apple headphones. And people actually still remember that, which is quite embarrassing. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was getting GarageBand that influenced you. I f- yeah, well, it was yeah, just because I always wanted to write songs, but I never like record. I'd have little like, little voice notes, like writing songs on the piano or whatever. But GarageBand, I could actually like record it for the yeah. first time. So, did you grow? Did you play any instruments when you were younger? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, also because my sister does music and yeah. she has been for years, I was kind of like, "Oh, cool! Like, I'll just do graphics. That's I'm I'm good at that. That's my thing." I mean, I'm all right, but yeah, I kind of saw it like that when I was younger. Like, "Oh, that's her thing. I won't do it." And even now, we both do music. We are so far apart in what we do that it's just like it doesn't even matter whatsoever. Yeah, no, that's crazy. That's like you know, her doing opera and you making the music that you make is like completely different ends of the but even like our environments like we speak differently or like we just like the way we present it's just it's mad the effect it can have on you like what kind of musical crowd you're in yeah but yeah like obviously you have a bunch of different sounds um you have a bunch of different deliveries when you're writing lyrics does that process change when you're writing a song if you're writing a song and you want to write a rap verse or you're just writing a hook or singing is it all part of the same process or does it I'm just messing around, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It just, I don't know. I'm just messing around, really. It depends. Because if there's, like, some fuel for the song, like, if I know really what I'm trying to say, like, from the second I put my, like, well, no, I do it on my notes app, I'm not going to lie. But, like, from the second I start writing it, because usually I just start a tune and just see where it goes. Yeah. So, like, I'll, like, be singing gibberish and say something that sounds like something else and then kind of form a tune but if it's like the classic willow revenge song then it kind <laughs> of just speedily comes out is that what you feel is has been your uh the classic willow song definitely for the first project i think a lot of that because i wrote those like over a year ago mind but a lot of that was when i just signed and i had a lot of people like doubting being like she ain't gonna do shit like nah so that was yeah a lot of playground antics and also hate comments when I started putting the music out was getting a lot of like what the fuck is this and I was like you'll get it just yeah. give it time you'll get it so yeah, yeah no I was <laughs> gonna ask about that because I think you know a lot of the first songs that I heard and, and the energy that I really uh that probably attracted me to your music is kind of just being unapologetic about it yeah like not giving a fuck you know and sure. you know a lot of your songs are kind of with that energy of you know, don't tell me how to look, don't tell me how to dress, don't tell me how to sound. Is that, like, so you felt that pressure when you first signed and everything? Do you still feel that pressure? Yeah, man. 
Yeah, but I think I now, like, because when I first signed, I didn't really know, like, what the fuck the deal with the music. Do you know what I mean? In my head, my misconception was, oh, I've signed a record deal, like, I have to be a pop star now. Mm. Fuck's sake. <laughs> like, I've got to make this. And then I've kind of, I don't know, just tested the waters. Like, when I first signed, I was right. I was just writing the most obscure, like, rude songs to see, like, what the reaction was. God, there was a song called Church Song, yeah? And, oh, <laughs> that was, yeah. And then when I kind of realised, oh, they actually do just like me doing whatever I want. Like, that's great. I just started, yeah. But I think that's a good message to have, to be honest. I kind of want to make music that makes people feel like, fuck off, mate. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> I want, do you know what I mean? You know when you're walking yeah. down the street, I want to make that music that you're like, main character shit. Yo, main character shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you feel like you, um, have you always been kind of, you know, anti-authority, <laughs> like pushing against uh, the powers that be? I think I've always been a bit of a shit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit. But you can get paid for it, so fucking hell. It's great. <laughs> Definitely. I mean... Look, if that's if that's how you feel, you put that in the music, that's how other people are going to feel. Yeah, man. I don't know. Just make people feel good. It's a bonus, to be honest. So, Playground Antics, the re- the record seems like it, it balances between, like, that energy. Yeah. And then also, um, you know, the crop of songs that are kind of about you kind of coming into your own, outgrowing certain relationships. Oh, faces change. <laughs> yeah. Faces change. Yeah. <laughs> and two-seater. You and know? two-seater, true. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was a thing. Like, I just, that when I, when it first kind of started happening, I feel like I'm used to it, this, the change now. But just people around me started treating me a bit differently. I was like, guys, I haven't done anything. Like, yeah. I'm literally, nothing has happened. I just have a new job. Like, and I don't know, just it's like, I'd be, I was reflecting a lot, like certain groups I was chilling with or like how I was spending my time. I was kind of, actually started reflecting like yeah but I could be doing something like you know like more or like we could be making something in this time like let's do something yeah and that yeah and then as I know as soon as I kind of stopped hanging around that like crowd things have just started to go well so it's like oh shit man they were right like you really are like a reflection of who you chill with <laughs> but yeah you still feel like that you feel like you've kind of let that go I think I'm just finding my people, you know, and I've always had a thing of like, it's not about the group. It's about like very like specific people, not so much like the crowd or the scene. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I want to find like my actual people. I mean, I think that also like, you know what, you're 20. Yeah. I feel like that comes with like age too. Like even if you're not, even if you don't sign a record deal and and have to like figure out what the next step is, I feel like around that age, you like shed that uh those are the people i hung out with in high school i'm not that person anymore yeah uh and and figure out what your new yeah what your new world is definitely there's always sour grapes with this whole experience but it's okay (laughs) it's okay um you mentioned before you were studying graphic design yeah so you want to be a graphic designer yeah man that was my shit i mean it still is and it's good it helps me now because my like create i have a like the, I'm trusted with my creative side with my like with everyone I work with which is cool but nah it all kind of happened when I was doing an art foundation so I got my place at uni I was like cool like this is fun <laughs> and 
I kind of knew, I kind of knew, like, I was, I was praying something would happen, and it did. Which, yeah, saved by the bell, actually. Yeah. Because, I don't know, man. Still do, you still um, do design for, like, covers and stuff? Like, single covers Yeah, I and still like do that? bits where I can, which is nice. Yeah. It's real nice. But I think my next venture, I want to direct my music videos. That's, like, the yeah. main thing I want to do. And also for other people. Yeah. Just because... I trust my vision on that, like, for real. For real. Have you done any of that yet in terms of, like, you know, putting treatments together, things like that? Oh, yeah. Do that stuff. Always do the, like, the original ideas and creative for the videos, but I want to do all of it. Is that what you, you said your mom was making videos, was she directing? She used to produce music videos. I think she directed, so, yeah, she used to do a mixture, but, damn, shout out Emma, if you're hearing this, probably not. Hey, <laughs> shout out your mom. <laughs> It was just Mother's Day, you know, so. Is it Mother's Day universally? Sure. I don't nah, know. ours is March. Sure, yeah. No, ours was uh, oh, yesterday. <laughs> Scare me. Shout out all our moms. Shout out my mom. Shout out moms. Shout out moms. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I guess, can you talk a little bit about what that, when you're like coming from a graphic design world, also coming from like very, you know, aware of, a video production and things like that. How do you look at that whole package? Is it something that like you make the song and then you're listening to it and you try to build what that world is around it? Or is it kind of like all one process? I feel like, yeah, that is a big thing of it. You're kind of creating the world that your song is the soundtrack for, if that makes sense. Yeah. Or like creating the aesthetic that it's sick, man. You can design like how you want the world to be seen, if that makes any sense at all. Like, yeah. that's probably a big goal of mine, to be able to, like, add a new aesthetic to how you can see things, if that, I don't even know if that makes sense. But yeah, it's sick. But for each tune specifically, I feel like you do delve into another kind of version of the world, depending on the tune. And also colours, like, the colour palette for each song is very important. You think that, about colour palette? Big time. You big think time. you have uh, synesthesia? Oh, it's a big conversation we're going to go to. <laughs> I have this with tunes. So I didn't know what the fuck that was. And yeah. so like all my songs just have set colours. That was just like a normal thing. And then someone said it to me a while ago. I was like, do you have this? And I was like, what? That kind of sounds like, is that good? Is it bad? But no one's like told me that. I mean, people tell me that, but no one professional has told me that. But apparently that's the thing. A lot of artists do. I just have it with, do you not feel that? You know, when you listen to a song, you can like see like what vibe the cut, like, the vibe of the song has a colour. Do you know what I mean? No? <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not as vivid. It's not like... Yeah, man. I think it's a good thing, to be honest with you. It's Yeah, and it means to like, on my headline shows that we did, we, I worked with a scentologist. That's a real oh, job. Oh, sick. And we made smells to match the songs. So as the colours were changing with the songs throughout the show, different smells were released into the crowd. And it's mad yet. This is actually sick. So you're like smell is the only sense of yours that goes feeling before thought so you know when you smell something familiar you've smelt before it takes you back to where you first smelt it because we designed the smells and like obviously it's going to be a unique mixture it means that when you smell the smell again so for example i do i put out willow cane incense or i do a scratch and sniff vinyl no one copy that please it's coming <laughs> out very soon honestly you'll look like a fool um it just means that when you smell it again, you'll be taken back to where you first smell it, which is at my show. Bosh. It, I love that stuff, yeah. like messing with 
oh, I love it. Messing with your senses. I think it's so cool. Nah, 4D yeah. shit. That, yeah, 4D shit. That's next level. And and that adds to what you're saying. That's like the world building. You yeah, know? exactly. What um, what are some what what are some of the scents? So because for the headline show, it's the playground antics kind of debut thing. There was like a really strong rhubarb. They were kind of like childhood nostalgia smells. So one of them was like a really rhubarby like candy smell. If that makes sense. And for the darker songs, like faces changing that, it was quite um woody amber mm. if you will but also i've got a song called bubblegum what do you reckon that was i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but like the darker songs are darker smells if that makes sense and it's just kind of the brighter songs yeah so like i don't know the tunes are like a dark bass i'd want like musk do you know what i mean Yo. to match it no that's really some shit that uh i never heard before yes sir yes, and sir. and then you're changing like actually you know your show at Salton Room. Salton Room, uh, they'll let you like pick different colors for each song. Yeah. And so you pick a color, you pick a scent. You're really like, yeah, you're all senses tapped in. I just love it, man. And also the crowd's reaction when we first did it was so funny. Seeing the crowd like, oh my God. Like, oh, I don't know. I just love it. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah, hopefully I'll make perfume one day as well. So, <laughs> Hey. Boy shit. I'm trying to do I like the bit. incense. The incense is good too. Incense a bit. You know, you get like the incense matches. Have you ever seen those? Oh, yeah, I kind of yeah, want to yeah. do those. I think yeah. that'd be sick of the different smells. Yeah. Bringing people into into your world. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So while you're here, you know, Not 97 is a music discovery show. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to put us on. Who are you listening to? Okay. Straight away, first person that comes to my mind is Sampa the Great is honestly sick like she is just another level her voice her cadence her rapping Ugh. yeah she's wicked do you want some uk yeah yeah give us some uk let me get my phone out yeah. so i can go from one <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i'm really bad with playlisting i just like everything and then just put it on shuffle and just change my mood as i, <laughs> as I go down the street who else have I been listening to? Oh, a friend of mine, Ian Leone. Shout out, because he's got like two tracks out. He used to be called Maxter in the grime world, but now he's come back and you heard it here first. It's one of them things. Ian Leone. Put yeah. him on. Who else? Bro, yeah, give I us one it. more. Oh my God. Wait, I don't know. Do you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to give that one away because I'm trying to sample like that whole... <laughs> Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bulgarian choirs, guys. Don't worry. I'm not the No, but for us, actually mad. Oh, Nezi Momodu is also sick. Like how do you spell that? N-E-Z-I Space M-O-M-O-D-U. She's like old school rap vibes, but she is gonna be fucking yeah, I can see it. She's gonna be sick. Sick. We got some things to check out now. And they're girls, so, hey. Hey. <laughs> All right, so, for you, final notice just dropped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen Glastonbury. Yeah, what? This summer is going to be sick. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. Mad. <laughs> so, yeah, what's, uh, what's, what's coming up in the future for you? That's a great question. I have no idea. Playing at Glastonbury this summer. <laughs> Casual, mate. Cool. Whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that your first festival? It's not my first festival, but it's the first festival that was on my bucket list yeah. that I've actually am doing. I'm doing All Points East as well. That's a sick lineup. There's Gorillas is there. Mm. Pusha T is there. I'm there. 
Um, what else coming up? Yeah, I'll drop a, I've got a song called White City coming out next, which I put a little clip on TikTok, actually, and it got, like, people ate that up. But that's coming out next. And then I'll probably drop another EP, like, September time. Mm. Pretty soon. It's very orange. Little clue there. What was the last one? Last one was a mixture, but that was a lot. There was a lot of red going on there. <laughs> that was mm. anger. <laughs> but nah. For this one, I feel like collectively all the tunes are kind of sim- they like match each other a lot more. Still a mixture of genres, but what does uh, what does this record smell like? Oh fuck, man, citrus. <sighs> nah. Bro, I don't even know yet. We haven't even made the smell yet. I feel like I know when I smell it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So to end these interviews, I like to let the artist introduce a song of theirs and it'll play us out. So you can pick a song. It could be the one that just dropped. It can be... You want to do that? I probably should do the one that just dropped. So yeah, let us know. Talk about... uh, Yeah, talk about... That song, what it means, the process of it, and then introduce it. Welcome to Night 97. So, <laughs> this this is my most recent drop. Literally came out a couple of days ago. It's called Final Notice. It's actually like a letter to my record label. <laughs> Not my record label specifically, but just like the industry. It's kind of a final notice, if you will. It's a nice little jungle summer banger. And it's very colourful and you might enjoy it. The drums are fast, but you can keep up. It's calm. Yeah. Enjoy. 997. <laughs> <laughs> this is Final Notice by Willow Kane. Please stop telling me what to do. The powerful log on twisted judgment. This is my Hey, people talking constantly, but I don't want to listen. And I don't need your advice, no, I don't need permission. If you want to get with me, then get with my decisions. And take it as my final notice, notice I can't hear you through the speakers Keep it up and I might leave you, leave you, leave you One more call and I'll delete you I'm giving you my final notice, notice